0: Hello, friends, and welcome back to Just the Good Stuff. I am your host, Rachel Mansfield, and I am bringing you a brand new episode today with my dear friend, one of my very, very, very best friends, Jordan Younger. She is an absolute gem and one of the lights in my life. I ooh and ah over Jordan. I absolutely, I must have a thing for Jordans, I guess. I absolutely love her. Jordan and I have been friends now for... Oh my gosh! I want to say like five years or so around the same time that before I got married. So actually, over five years, we talk all about how we met in this episode. You'll definitely notice that this is a different kind of conversation and setup to my normal podcast episodes. Um, we talk really just as like we're friends because we, you know, when we were recording, it was actually kind of funny. I when we were done recording, I was like, "George, I didn't even ask you half of more than half the questions that I wanted to ask you because." We just have such this like chemistry and connection, Jordan and I, that it's it's like hard for me to even remember the questions and the topics I wanted to talk to her about because we just had so many other things to talk about. So I'm definitely gonna bring her back on the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy this more like relaxed and conversational and friendship-y type of episode. If you do, please let me know. I was in LA when we had recorded the episode. And I just, it was so great to be able to see Jordan in person before this like crazy, crazy quarantining happened. And who knows when I'll see her again. So I'm so grateful for this moment together and the time that we got to share. Again, Jordan is one of my very, very best friends. And I'm so happy she was here. She is, see, this is how much Jordan distracts me. I didn't even tell you guys who Jordan Younger is in case you don't know. She is the creator and writer behind The Balance Blonde. She is like my SOS plant-based Lyme advocate goddess. And she is just one of those people whose energy is co- so contagious. She's so kind. And I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. She also has a podcast called Soul on Fire. So please check that out. And if you do enjoy this episode, I would love for you to take a moment to rate and review the podcast. The reviews have been so helpful in spreading the word Same with screenshotting the podcast episode you're listening to and tagging us. And I so, so, so appreciate this. And I'm actually going to read one of the reviews from you guys. This is from mall7799. I love, love, love Rachel's podcast. I am in college and therefore in a different phase of life than Rachel, but our podcasts are super engaging, informative, exciting, and always new. I listen ASAP on long car rides to get ready in the mornings to doing laundry. Thank you, Rachel. I, oh, and the subject was I check often to see if, some, if there's a new episode. Thank you. Thank you, Mall7799. I so appreciate that. And I appreciate all the love and support for this podcast. I hope you guys love this episode with Jordan. And I will be back here in two Mondays with a brand new episode for you. Before we dive into today's episode, I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, If You Care. Now, if you follow me over on Instagram, you guys know that the If You Care products are an absolute staple in our kitchen. I use them for cooking, for baking. I love using their loaf pans and their round baking dishes, the parchment paper and the baking sheets. Oh my gosh, I do not roast vegetables or bake cookies without the parchment paper and their sheets. I personally prefer the baking sheets because they fit perfectly on our trays. I love lining like my banana bread dish and it makes for the easiest cleanup. When I make cinnamon rolls, I lay some of the parchment paper out and I use that to roll everything. It's just they make the most awesome, awesome products. I also use like their dishwasher detergent, garbage bags, like these reusable paper towels. If You Care bake's products that are good for you, for your family and your home, but they're also good for the planet. If You Care analyzes the entire life cycle chain in developing products from raw material sourcing to production processes, to packaging, to disposal. Every single step is considered in assessing environmental and social impacts. They are totally committed to ethical sourcing. They back its environmental claims with third-party verification and certification by the leading national and international certifying bodies. They make kitchen and household products that you can trust and bring into your own home. And you know that they are the highest and best quality, but they also work. They're extremely, extremely effective. All of their products are sustainable, non-GMO, non-toxic, energy-saving. You can feel good about using these, especially the dishwasher detergent. I use that like with Ezra stuff when we put in the dishwasher we use absolutely everything that they have. So I link to a lot of my favorites from If You Care over on my shop page, rachelmansfield.com slash shop. And that'll take you over to Amazon where you can conveniently order anything that you're looking for. Okay, now let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everyone. I am sitting here in my hotel room at the West Hollywood Edition with Jordan Younger, the amazing, amazing gem of a human behind the Balanced Blonde. And not only is Jordan, I was going to call you like the founder, creator, writer, and like all of these like titles started like pouring out of me. But I'm just going to call you my very dear friend, Jordan. I love that.
1: Because most people don't know that we're such close friends. I know, Um, which is so funny to me, but I guess that makes sense. I
0: know, but we'll definitely tap into that in a couple of minutes. But for a little reference, Jordan, I've been sitting here for 40 minutes trying to figure out technology together because Mm -hmm.
1: computers dying
0: (laughs) I was a dumbass who left the equipment for my podcast at home so in case Jordan and Ezra want to record an episode (laughs) while I'm here like they can go for it and so I asked Jordan to bring some of her equipment to my hotel room and then her computer started like dying and then my mom came because she had to iron my shirt for the event. And then I had to take a shower because I smelled like BO. And then Jordan's like, Mercury's in retrograde. So many
1: malfunctions. And it's I don't totally really know what that means. But like, Mercury's always in retrograde. Mercury's in retrograde right now for the next three weeks. But which- how
0: often does this happen a year though? Like, It happens so much.
1: It feels like it happens a lot. It goes, it's probably like three times a year. That's it. Which if I'm wrong, anybody listening who knows more about astrology, I could be wrong. It's like three, three or four times a year. Um, oh,
0: I feel like every time something goes wrong, someone's like, Mercury's in
1: retrograde. Because it messes with technology specifically. Oh, so that's why I was saying so weird because I have, I know three people whose computers have crashed oh just randomly gosh. in the last few days. And now here we are staring at my computer. It's who, okay. I, yeah. for, I didn't forget my
0: computer. So we're totally, exactly totally all set. We're um, all set up. But I'm here in LA for my cookbook tour that Jordan will be coming to the event again later. So um, but when I was here, I wanted to take advantage of being able to see you in person since I try and record like everything we can in person. And when we were in New York, that was just like a rookie mistake of both of us for like not
1: thinking about it. I know, but we got to just to hang know. out and spend time together, which I is know, which was better. More
0: needed. It's better. I know, we that. got to go to an infrared sauna because I wanted to think of something that was like, what would Jordan like
1: to do that I don't really ever do? And the sauna, and it was so much fun. That was my favorite day in New York, I have to tell really? you, because I just needed that. It was like coming off of just a busy few days because that's how New York is. And we went to the sauna, we got to catch up. We hadn't been able to see each other in so way too long because I, I wasn't traveling and you obviously haven't been in California lately. Yeah. So it was very needed.
0: Last time was probably when I was pregnant when I came to California. Yeah. What for like our baby moon's week? I came to Palm Springs and then I met you at Airwon. Yeah. We always
1: meet. Exactly. The one in Venice we had dinner with, with Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. And then when Jonathan and I were in New York in October. Which was like just way too long ago. So
0: crazy, but I want to backtrack a little bit because when I had said you're coming on the podcast, oh look, your computer's (laughs) turning on. My computer's on. Oh my goodness! And we do have the same background, but yours is like this is so fitting. Yours is like pinks and purples, like aura colors, and mine's like standard.
1: Exactly. It's also because your computer is like five years older. It's so old. I know. I wanted to share the story of like how we
0: became friends because it is like I guess in the space it's hard for people to realize, and I say space as like the Instagram blogging sphere, whichever however you want to like title it. But to know like really who's genuinely friends and who's just like friends, totally and friends like because of Instagram, but I actually want you to share the story of how you think we met and then
1: I'll share a little bit on how I think that we met too. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm excited to see if our stories I know, too. I'm curious. So I know the first time we met in person was a huge defining night in my life because that's the night I met my husband mm-hmm. and so many people in my life. I had an app come out five years ago. Oh my God, I forgot about this. Oh, are you thinking of something else? Yeah, no, so keep going. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) Um, So five and a half years ago, I had the Balance Bond app launch and I had this huge party at Equinox in West LA and I invited, it's so funny because I just wouldn't do the same thing now, but I invited like every single brand, every Uh single fitness studio in LA because I felt like combining the fitness and the wellness world and just having this huge party with like hundreds of people. It was Um, packed. I had all the girls from my sorority who were still in college come work the event. And you came on behalf of the company company. that you were working for. (laughs) We won't name any names and set up a booth or not a booth, but like a bar basically. And you were so nice. And I remember thinking, It is so amazing that this girl came from New York to be at my event and is just like so nice and it's always such a pleasure when people working for a brand are genuinely interested in like, you know, the wellness space and the work that I was doing. And I felt very aptly that we would just be friends. And funny enough, that night, Jonathan came, my husband, on behalf of Orange Theory Fitness. He's been with them for that long? Yeah, they had wow. one studio in their franchise at that time. And I just sent this like cold email to Orange Theory. My name's Jordan, I live in the neighborhood. I'm having an app launch party. <laughs> um and I wanted to invite you guys, which looking back is like it's just serendipity because yeah. who does that? And he came. You do though. You put yourself yeah, out there. Yeah. For sure. And he came and we always laugh about it cuz he was wearing head to toe Orange Theory gear. Oh my and Everybody else, we were like dressed up. It was yeah. like not a black tie event, but I was super dressed up. Um, it was like cocktail Cocktail yeah. attire. And he showed up and yeah, funny enough, he met my family that night and they were like, Jordan, you need to meet this guy, Jonathan, who came for your party and he doesn't know you. And so he So and your I, parents
0: met Jonathan, your now husband, before you did.
1: Yeah. And my sister, my sister introduced us because I oh was like running God. around at that party and she grabbed my arm and she was like, You need to say hello to this this guy who came on behalf of Orange Theory. And I she had all that. these mutual friends with him. Um, so they were like hitting it off. Yeah. And yeah, and then I became friends with him and then I very much stayed in touch with you. And that's how I remember meeting you. What's your that's memory? So
0: well, I completely forgot about that. So I'm so happy that you said we that. We have a picture. I know. We, we should do. put it in our
1: story we the should. day that this podcast. I'll
0: find goes it. Up. Cause I think it was like recently on your birthday. I posted that picture. Mm-hmm. So I have it somewhere in like the archives. But I guess because I technically met you like it before, like I followed you before we met. So in my head, like I knew you, but obviously we had never officially met. But I owe, like, most of my career to you in the sense of, like, starting out. Because so when I was working at the company that, like, helped, like, sponsor your event, I remember I reached out to you randomly just being like, hey, I work for, like, this brand. Like, I'd love to send you samples. And then that eventually evolves into, like, a more, like, brand partnership where we, like, you know, paid you to, like, post about us and you love the product. You did, I think, a couple of recipes and stuff. Yeah. And then this is, like, the blonde vegan days. Yeah. Then when... I flew out for the event and then when I came home and I randomly called you. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I randomly called you. I was like, you know, I really trust Jordan. Like I looked up to you. I was just like, oh my gosh, I want her advice. And I called you and I said, Jordan, I want to start an Instagram account. What should I do? And you told me, you were like, do it. Like, put yourself out there. It's so much fun. You are just this ray of light and, like, happiness. And, like, you still are. But, like, I remember just being, like, I live in New York. No one is this kind. Like, why is this girl oh telling God. me to actually pursue my dreams? <laughs> and most people would, like, view it as, like, something that's, like, competitive or, like, not to do it. And you were so supportive. You just said, yeah, Rachel, like, run with it. And, you took time out of your like busy schedule to go on the phone with me because I email. I should find the email. I'll find it. We should. It's definitely still in my inbox somewhere. And I started, that's when I started Oats for You. Right. And you told me to do it. And so I really only really started doing, like posting on Instagram thanks to like you, Jordan,
1: and my husband, Jordan, because you I both I love that. Me. That gives yeah. me chills. Isn't
0: that weird To wild? see
1: how much you've evolved over the years and obviously have this huge business it's Thanks Thanks so you. cool to hear yeah. that it gives me chills I remember where I was when I was on the phone with you really I was in the car you were driving yeah yeah I was driving downtown which I never go downtown in LA it's like where we are in West Hollywood yeah. it's like 30 40 more minutes east. oh my god I forgot what I was doing and I was totally lost but I didn't care I'm just like driving in circles <laughs> lost talking to you and I was so excited for you and you were gonna start you were thinking about starting. The oatmeal delivery service, which Weird, I would such have a good purchased if I lived in New York still. It still happened. It can um, still happen. Yeah. Overnight oats. I know. And then, okay, so memory moving on. Then I remember hosting my event at Ginger yep. Snaps and you came with a friend of yours who brought me granola. granola yeah, I brought you. I remember everything. Um, And then I remember before you came that night, I was just like checking up on your Instagram, looking at things and you had... 99,000 followers and this was like 6 months after we talked. Yeah, it was, was like very and close. And then you after. came and I was like, "Rachel, you're about to have a 100,000 people following you on Instagram." I thought you just started. Like, this is amazing. Um,
0: and, and here I we remember are
1: We were sweating
0: so much in that event. Do you it remember that? It, it was, was so, so hot. Packed. Yeah, and I walked down cuz I remember it was like yeah, this is going to be so fun. Like Jordan Younger invited us to her party. Like we have to go. I wore—I remember when I was wearing a jumpsuit. Oh, I love and it. And you were wearing pink. I had that picture too. And yeah. we, I walked down to Ginger Snaps, which isn't there anymore. And we took I remember your mom was there. Yeah. And you had like a little book signing and stuff. And it was so much fun. It was really fun. And then I think after that, we like stayed like close contact. Like I think exactly. that was like a pivotal moment in our friendship. And we like always stayed in touch and like kept talking and like, you know, watch each other grow over the last few years. Like that was when I I think I was married already at that point. I think I had yes, I had already gotten married. And then I've like watched your relationship with Jonathan grow and blossom. Yeah. I've watched you grow and blossom. And then I we like room together at Mind Body Greens Revitalize. And mm-hmm. every time you're in New York we would hang out, and every time I'm in LA, like you were like the first person I called. And then we always just stayed in touch. Yeah. But even when I wanted to write a book, I called you and I have my book agent, Sarah, and now Anna as well, thanks to you, too. So I don't know if you really give yourself a lot of credit, but like oh. you should, because the two huge things in my career were thanks to you.
1: That and, like, me in me. full
0: body chills. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And like, that just shows how like selfless and kind you are because you like are never intimidated to like help other people. Like you want other people to do well and succeed, which is Definitely. like one of the most amazing things about you and something that's so, so incredibly rare in the world. And maybe that's just like my cynical East Coast perspective on things. But every time I tell that story to people who will frequently ask like how I know you and like, oh my God, that's so amazing. That's so kind of her. I'm like, yeah, guys. So I know. cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I have always seen such something special about you, and I mm-hmm. have always wanted nothing but success for you. And it's so cool to see that continuous success. And I so believe in just sharing. The love and the good vibes and the contacts and everything and people I know people are like, what the hell like <laughs> about this girl because well, it's good what you do for good sure. will come back to you. Well, I love it and I I wouldn't change a thing about that. And you're the same way. And we only have, with some people. Well, you're the <laughs> same way with me because we're friends. Yes. Um, but I will say, being that type of person in the world has not always been good for me because sometimes people just screw you over so I've actually started protecting my energy more and having more boundaries but with people like you who I trust I don't need to have boundaries um but with the outside world I think that's something Jonathan's helped me a lot with I mean you've helped me because you have those boundaries and like seeing that in people that has helped me but no, that's all so exciting. No, and that's so crazy. true to look back on the journey of our friendship I and know. just the evolve.
0: I know. So there's a lot of different areas that I kind of want to tap into with you. Like we have like, you know, right now you're you as a as yourself and like also like your brand to obviously talk a lot about Lyme's disease and like how you're feeling and your experience of that and getting diagnosed and all of like the crazy twists and turns that you've dealt with over the last couple of years. So I'd love to kind of dive into that a little bit as long as you're comfortable. Like you said, I asked Jordan beforehand like what she does and does, does does want to talk about because I always like to make sure that someone's comfortable and speaking sure. and I do think that you have a crazy journey that you've been on and I vividly remember like sharing a hotel room with you similar to this one remember when we had like the penthouse suite at yes Lies, we had the messed, nicest room because they messed the up hotel. our room we had yes. no air conditioning and i was like jordan yes. i went to that front desk like i marched down there. i'm like we cannot sleep without air conditioning we are in the desert next thing you know <laughs> we're like God. next
1: to jason and colleen in the penthouse <laughs> <laughs> literally we're like riding a golf cart up to the yes. top of the entire hotel <laughs> in the penthouse suite with yes. the most beautiful view of the memory we're eating coconut colt sitting on our balcony out yeah. of a cone because comb. we didn't have a spoon mm-hmm. yeah yes. with a hair comb yeah it was clean like a brand yeah. new hair comb, something not that used. had not touched
0: our hair thank but god that i know <laughs> but that is and we also wanted to start a talk show do you remember that yeah
1: i remember yeah we probably would have to be honest if i didn't get sick and if you we started doing more things in our careers but you're like what's next
0: what's next yeah. but that was when you started to have these crazy crazy rashes mm-hmm. so i'd love for you to kind of talk more about that and kind of how this whole thing developed.
1: Yeah. So I think about you all the time when I think about my washes, funny enough, because when those rashes started covering my body and I could show you, I have them currently right now. I mean, it's not something that has gone away a bit. on my chest and same place under my arms where they started, not nearly as bad um, as they used to be, but I'll never forget being in Arizona and having these just debilitating rashes under my arms and you would see them and you're like, you have to see a doctor. Like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm going right. to intervene. You have to see a doctor. And even when I got back to L.A., you would text me and be like, did you see a doctor? Did you make an appointment? Mm-hmm. And it was so helpful to have people like you and people like my mom, people who because I was just so jaded about the Western medicine institution at that point yeah. because nobody had been able to help me. So. And you didn't know what it was. Like You didn't right. know it was Lyme. So I had seen dermatologists because of the eczema. The dermatologist, the first one that I saw, looked at me from across the room and wouldn't even get close to me and was just like, you have eczema. There's only one steroid cream that will help you. Um, And he ordered it. And I asked him so many questions. And I was like, no, can you get closer to my body and check out the different types of rashes that I have because I have like 15 different types like yeah. some of them are scaly some of them are circular some of them are bleeding and he was like no it's just eczema so that was my experience overall with dermatology and trying to get the skin stuff checked out and I saw other people after him some people would say oh you have candida So clearly, you need to stop eating sugar. That was on Candida. It was like Um, so overdiagnosed. It was such an overdiagnosed thing. And it's so sad because I was seeing functional medicine doctors – Frank Lipman, who's amazing, who I know helped you so yeah. much. He was super kind to me when I had him on my podcast, when I had these rashes. He would text me and check on you. He'd be like, how's Jordan? He's so sweet. And he hooked me up with like tons of supplements that was probably the closest that I got to taking supplements that are similar supplements people would now give for Lyme. But he wasn't my doctor. He lived in New York and he just helped me out of the kindness of his heart. But things were getting so bad that that's the way it was. Like he came on the podcast and he was like, I have to help you. You are very sick. So ultimately, to make a long story short, about close to a year after we were in Arizona together is when I finally got my diagnosis of Lyme. Thanks to a friend of mine who just connected the dots because I had the rashes, which were the most visible part of the symptoms. But if you can imagine the inflammation on the inside versus what people were seeing on the outside, I was in so much pain. I was so tired constantly. Didn't have... So you weren't sleeping. I wasn't sleeping. I was having terrible insomnia, terrible brain fog. I thought I might be allergic to food or to the environment or to my cat. And I got tested for all these things. Um, Everything would come back pretty much normal. I went on a soul-searching trip to Bali. It was fun, but it didn't help. Um, And I just realized my health was declining so rapidly. So my friend put together between the rashes, the fatigue, the brain fog, the lack of motivation, the insomnia, and then the fibroid that I had oh, on sure my I've uterus. I about that baseball. Um, yeah, grapefruit. Oh my it God. was so freaking huge. She heard that all those symptoms could actually be linked to Lyme disease.
0: Was your friend a doctor? or like? No, a-
1: she wow. is. So she's a blogger, the okay. True Spoon, Celeste. Okay. She's the sweetest person. And she used to be more of like... Um, a nurse type of esthetician, like she would do medical Botox and that kind of stuff. Um And she met my now doctor just in like a treatment room. And Crazy. my now doctor was telling her, I treat women with Lyme disease and the symptoms are very confusing. And these women often have rashes and fibroids and they're so tired. And so my friend, Celeste, she texted me saying I don't want to scare you but I met this doctor and it really sounds like you could potentially have Lyme disease and I was in CVS I was like carrying all this stuff and I was with my friend and I kind of just stopped in my tracks like oh my gosh Lyme disease sounds really intense and really serious and the only person I had ever Really heard of that had Lyme disease was y- Yolanda Hadid on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I didn't even know what her symptoms were, to be on, to be honest. I just knew that she was really sick. So I don't
0: remember ever seeing like rashes. Like when I was so good, I used to watch Real Housewives. And right. I remember ever seeing it either.
1: I don't think she had rashes, unless I'm wrong, but she yeah. had like debilitating neurological Lyme which causes like forgetfulness brain fog she couldn't read like because she was she just couldn't concentrate and she had the exhaustion and the body pain and then she had everything that Lyme comes along with like parasites and all these things that I learned that I had too so It took me about six months to actually make the appointment with the doctor after Celeste texted me because I was just like, I was so overwhelmed every day. Somebody's like, you might have this, you might have that. So I got tested finally, was diagnosed with Lyme and mold toxicity and I I was living in mold, Um, parasites, gut dysbiosis, so many things. And And how did
0: you get tested for all of these things? Was it blood work? So
1: some of it was blood work. There's a specific test for Lyme that I recommend for people called Igenix. And it's not covered by insurance to the best of my knowledge. Um, Even if you have like symptoms and stuff? No. I mean, it's terrible. What's covered by insurance is the Western blot test, which is that's what often gives people false positives or false negatives, most more so false negatives, So I would definitely recommend an hygienics test and getting it looked at by a Lyme literate doctor. This is all stuff that I had no idea about. Um, And then for the mold, it's a urine test. So they test your urine for levels of mold toxicity. So yeah, for the last just about two years, I've been on this journey treating Lyme, which is great to have answers. I've been sicker, to be honest, 'Cause treating Lyme makes you tired.
0: What do you do? Now you've done you've done a lot. Like you've done water fasts. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. the water fasting? And so, like, was that before or
1: after you found out about Lyme? It, so it's funny because I was tested by my doctor, Dr. Lehman at the end of April in 2018, and then it takes about three weeks to get the results back. And during that three-week period, I water fasted. And I remember telling her before I knew her, like, I'm going on a water fast because she she noticed that I was extremely sick. And she was like, just from her educated opinion, before the test came back, she said, I can pretty much tell you that you have Lyme disease and mold toxicity. So she wanted to put me on all these supplements and medications. Um, and I was like, I can't take them because I'm actually going to a water fasting facility. And she was like, okay. Was she supportive um, of that? Or- well, she didn't know me at the time. So she basically said, you know... I don't think it was her first choice for me, but she also didn't know me. Yeah. And now knowing me, she understands that I'm like a very spiritual self-exploration type of person. And yeah. she has supported me through ayahuasca and more water fasting. And, I don't know what um, ayahuasca is. <laughs> I know. So it's plant medicine. It's been a crazy, ex- amazing experience. So the water fast actually cleared up the eczema um and it's never come back in its full force I definitely get patches of it um I still get flares but it cleared up the eczema because what it did it got rid of a lot of the mold in my body and it also um lowered my histamine levels which were extremely high which is what had been causing so much of the rashes Mm. so uh so, yeah, I came back from the water fast about three weeks later, sat down for my appointment. My follow-up appointment was diagnosed with 15 different things or more. My mom was with me. Jonathan and I were boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. And I called yeah. him and I was like... How long have you I'm, been dating him at that point? Oh, um, a year and a half. So, yeah, he was like very overwhelmed I was very overwhelmed I sobbed during the appointment and when they Um, appointment, like
0: what did they tell you like what did they tell you to do to feel better like like and again I'm asking questions I know you've told me the answers to but I want like definitely here so you're in the doctor's appointment your mom is with you you're told you have like Lyme and of numerous other things going on so what do they do they say like this is what's going to help you or what yeah can we do? so
1: my doctor is basically an angel i love her she's become like a mother to me she's Aww. incredible you guys can see her in the justin bieber documentary that just came out she's <laughs> so fantastic um and she speaks about Lyme in his okay. documentary because he I has Lyme as well. I didn't and, know that. Yeah, and, and she's our doctor, his oh, doctor. Wow. So she's so fabulous. Um, She was like, I can help you. Don't worry. I have healed people. I have... People heal from Lyme and it's going to be a tough road, but we've got this and I have all the experience to help you because I was super overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, so that day, she just prescribed me tons of different supplements to help boost my immune system and kill off some of the toxins, kill off some of the bacteria. She put me on an antifungal because um, I had you know, all the mold. And then um, she has an ozone machine at her office. So I started getting ozone that day where they um, basically hook you up to an ozone machine, take out your blood, clean your blood with fresh ozone, fresh oxygen from the ozone layer, and then put it back into your body which wow. is super helpful, very painful. So those and would intense. be the machines that
0: you would post that you were getting done, exactly. right? Exactly.
1: Basically like people get dialysis for their kidneys. This mm-hmm. is like clean, cleansing of the blood.
0: And is she a functional medicine doctor or is she more like a western medicine doctor? She
1: is a western medicine doctor okay. who has very holistic beliefs. That's nice. And she's very I trust her. She's like Finally, a Western medicine doctor I've found who is super well-researched on up-to-date alternative medicine and everything a functional medicine doctor would know about and practice, Mm -hmm. she is so up-to-date on. Now, did she think that taking
0: supplements and doing like the ozone treatments would help long-term? Like, what does she think? When does she think that you'll feel well? Or is that like the million-dollar question?
1: It's the million-dollar question because it's kind of impossible to tell how long someone has had Lyme. They can do tests to see if you've had it for over a year, okay, which would be chronic. So they could tell that my Lyme was chronic, yeah. but they couldn't tell if it was for a decade or two decades or five years or if I got it when I was living in New York. Nobody knows. So it just mm-hmm. depends. You can kind of sense the trajectory with how much better you start to feel over time Mm -hmm. so I'm constantly asking her and the other doctors in the office I used to ask like am I going to be healed by my Mm -hmm. wedding and they're like we hope so and we don't know so you leave the doctor's office you keep going you
0: do the ozone treatments you have the supplements then you transition to an SOS free lifestyle and you transitioned back into being plant-based. So oh, we didn't touch upon Jordan was the blonde vegan yeah. when, oh my God, how many years ago? Had it been like 2013-ish? Seven years ago. Oh my gosh. That feels like literally yesterday, but I also know. feels like 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. So that was when you first started your account as the blonde vegan and you yes. would post like your window like smoothies and All like- All the
1: time on the left. Yeah, when you lived
0: in New York. Yeah. And then I remember my mom texting me saying- Rachel, that girl, Jordan, you, re- you love is on the Today Show, something about she's breaking vegan. Yes. <laughs> and that was in your first book, Breaking Vegan came out. Yes. And when did you decide to start eating plant-based again throughout in the Lyme journey? And like, what made you do that? And like, can you touch upon the SOS-free lifestyle that you live? And then I want you to talk about also your new recipes that you have Yeah,
1: for so... Basically, after we were in Arizona together, it's I can use that as a benchmark for so many things because that's when I first realized that I was getting really sick. That's when um, like shit
0: got real, Yeah, honestly. that's when
1: shit got really real. Um, Jonathan and I went to Bali that winter, so like three months later. And when we were there, it just hit me. And I had been hearing this a lot from intuitive people in my life like people we both know like Lo Roxborough and Kelsey Patel they get these incredible intuitive hits especially when they're doing body work on me and Reiki Mm -hmm. Um, and both of them had said have you thought about going vegan again and I had said to them yes but I'm terrified because I've been through a lot with all of that and I'm terrified of the vegan community and just Mm -hmm. what that would mean with living my life so publicly So I had been thinking about it, and I had been eating pretty much plant-based, but I was eating other things too. And then when we went to Bali, I was very sick, and it was very clear that I was sick and I needed some kind of medical help, um, which I got like six or seven months later. And the whole trip, I was so bloated. Constantly, people were asking me if I was pregnant, which is not a good thing to be asked. Not a compliment. Like people would congratulate us as a couple and i was starting to get seriously yeah oh, so wait, I upset know that. i was so blown When you were in bali that, or
0: just in general like in la in
1: bali because it's
0: a cultural
1: thing yeah where it's a lot like no one would actually um, say that in here in cal in california and new york i mean you just cannot assume unless someone is nine mm-hmm. months pregnant like that they are pregnant so there it was more just like I was bloated I had a little food baby like nobody here would would say that um and it was so frustrating and I actually get PTSD about it in Bali because I I know that like they'll say anything and to them there's no filter and so I'm always like don't look at me which is not a good way to feel um that's a different story but that was one of the symptoms just like something serious was happening in my gut And the foods I was eating were not meshing with me. I was eating a lot of eggs, drinking a lot of coffee, eating fish, um, otherwise known as a healthy diet. But for me, things were not feeling good at all. And Jonathan, who's very intuitive when it comes to me, was like, I want to see what, what it would be like if you were vegan again. Because- I know you want to do it. I know you feel the best when you eat those foods because he studies me. He's like an analytical person. I love And him. he would study. He also just like cares for you yeah. so much. It's There's like so much love beautiful. and care. And he would literally study and he still does what I would eat and when I would feel good and what I would eat and when I would feel bad. Mm-hmm. And it was just so clear that like the plant-based foods made me feel good okay. and the other foods did not. And even, you know, some vegan foods, but like sugary desserts and stuff were just not for me. So on that trip, I made a pact to him and myself that I was going to go plant-based again and that I wasn't going to talk about it publicly for as long as I wanted to or not Which wanted to. Which is so to. hard for you. Yeah. Because I am, um, <laughs> oh my God, I get an idea and I need to share Yeah, you're wrong like, You love sharing everything. Yeah. Such an oversharer. So I didn't <laughs> say anything to the public or even to like most of my friends for months And then I would kind of sneak it into some posts where I would be like, and I'm plant-based. But like, you know, people don't really notice if you're not Mm -hmm. making a huge announcement about it. Because I did not want to make a huge announcement about it because that's not what it was about. No, you
0: don't owe anyone an explanation Um, for
1: how you want to eat. Right. And yeah, and it was just a healing thing for me. And then... Uh, When I went to True North, the water fasting center, unbeknownst to me, they teach about the salt, oil, sugar-free way of life. So although it's a water fasting center, some people go there to eat healthy food and learn about eating vegan and SOS-free and why it's healthy. A lot of people go there who have chronic diseases, who are healing from Lyme, from cancer, Um, and it's a very healing anti-inflammatory diet for people who have chronic illness. So I learned about it there and basically was like, oh my God, this is the missing piece to feeling amazing for me. And when I look back, it's so funny. I read blog posts that I wrote in 2013 where I wrote like, if I would just stop eating oil and sugar, I would feel amazing. Oh my gosh, you have to dig those up and link to them. I found it. We, we should, um, I was shocked when I found that because I don't remember thinking that, but clearly I was thinking yeah. that because for my body, like greasy foods, oily foods, they don't work. So after True North, I started feeling at least with like the gut issues. So this was before you were diagnosed though,
0: right? That you were starting Yeah, eating. it okay. was in that
1: short period between yeah. getting tested and getting diagnosed. So when I saw my doctor again, she was like... You look a lot. You look a lot better, and the rashes were gone for a period of time, and um, my body kind of evened out. I was carrying around a ton of bloat and a ton of water weight, very uncomfortable. That's what happens to a lot of people who are sick, and um, that went away when I started eating SOS free. And basically, it's been almost two years, and it's been incredible. It's been two
0: years already.
1: In May, May, it'll be two years. So it's like mm, a year and three quarters.
0: Now, would you say you eat like that 100% of the time? Or like if you are like at an event or like out to dinner or anything, like do you try and be a little bit more flexible or? So
1: I will say it was 100% of the time until maybe like two months ago. And I've incorporated a couple other things lately just for the sake of flexibility. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm healing. Um. But it's, it's this tough thing where like I, want, I really want to have that flexibility because it's healthy to, to be flexible. My body, on the other hand, thrives off of this SOS free way of life. So I'm trying to find this common ground of like I have a little bit more energy these days to go out to dinner and like mm-hmm. go on dates with Jonathan and yeah. go out with friends Restaurants are not very accommodating to SOS free unless you want to eat lettuce, which I don't Um, because I've come so far with like food freedom. I want to always be satiated. So I'm kind of in this like limbo of being I'm always SOS free at home and always vegan at restaurants and you know, if a dressing comes with, or sorry, if a salad comes with like a dressing that has oil, I'll, I'll get it without the dressing, but I'll eat the vegetables if they're cooked, you know, you got to just roll with it. So yeah.
0: Cause like, obviously our like perspectives on food are like different, like what makes us feel good and like what makes us feel our best. And something that i am asked a lot is like, do I eat or orga- I like, quote organic and like a healthier lifestyle 24 seven. And I always say, no, because I feel like mentally that would really mess with me if I only would eat organic food or if I only if I wouldn't eat food that like touched canola oil or whatever to other mm-hmm. type of oil. So I always say that when I'm out for dinner or out for lunch or whatever the meal is, I have no control over the food and I've had to learn and this took took years, but now I'm at a point where it's I just it is what it is. But I go and I just don't care. And then when I go home, I have full control over exactly. like, the food, which is great. Like obviously I choose to buy organic produce and like quality meats and eggs and fruits and whatever. But when I'm out like last night, we went for pizza here at Pisana, which I loved by the way. And I'm sure that like the mushrooms on that aren't organic and I actually don't cook with salt, which I don't think I've ever told you. There's, oh, wow. There's, we don't have a salt, sh- salt yeah, shaker in our we. home. And I grew up like that. So my mom never cooked with salt. So anytime we'd go out for dinner, I would always say, and this is thanks to my mother-in-law. So both my mom and my mother-in-law have always been not really into salt, like obviously for different reasons. But they just never had a palate for it. So I was never raised with it. So we go out for dinner, a lot of the time I'll say I'll have The burger, LLB, cannot be more different. I'll have the grass-fed burger, but please don't add any salt. Because I notice, too, when I have salt that my fingers swell. Mm -hmm. And I also just don't feel good in the middle of the night. Like, I'm thirsty. I'm, like, whatever. But, for example, last night, there was obviously a lot of salt on the pizza. And I'm I'm not going to, like, tell the pizza chef. I don't want to, like, insult them. Like, sorry. I'll just do it. But
1: at home, you don't cook with it. But – and not when know. you don't eat salt, you're very sensitive to the taste of salt. So mm-hmm. like Jonathan and I so both sensitive. have become so sensitive to the taste of salt that when we're out, restaurants that I used to love, these delicious vegan restaurants around LA, the food is so salty. I actually can't taste the food anymore. I can mm-hmm. only taste the salt. So for me, it's become a preference thing too, which I yeah. always like to make sure people know because... Um, It's not like this rigid thing for me where it's like, ugh, I have to eat this way. Poor me. So sad. It's like, I love it. I I actually am enjoying the taste of these Mm. vegetables and the food because when it's saturated in salt and oil, I don't enjoy it anymore personally. So I love it. It's just the freedom to kind of, go out to a restaurant and have fun with people something that I'm working into my life because Mm -hmm. for the first time in two and a half years I have a little bit more energy to spare which is exciting yeah and you
0: want to you want to be like it's I always say that food like for example we were in the car yesterday with my parents and my mom didn't like the restaurant that she was going to with her friends like over this weekend or something and I said to my mom mom it's just a meal. You're going out to dinner for the enjoyment of the yeah, people. Like, the you just got the food. It's not your last supper. Eat it. And then that next day you get to eat what you, what you want. Exactly. But last day, so I'm now allergic to mushrooms, tomatoes, all nightshades, strawberries, egg, whatever. So I come home from dinner hives all oh, over no. my stomach. And I knew it going into eating the pizza that from the mushrooms that I would. And I'm so just like, I need to eat this pizza. It's so good. So I ate the pizza and then I had massive hives everywhere. Mm -hmm. But I woke up this morning and they were gone. And I'm just like, okay, that's fine. But like obviously our bodies are in a different state where I can probably have a certain threshold to handle more where it's not going to make me
1: debilitated. That's what I – yeah, I like to tell people too. It's like when people are like, oh, you know, you should just eat whatever you want. You should be easier. I'm like you obviously probably have never felt – The way that it feels to have Lyme disease because when you felt it, you know, like you'll do anything, whether that be take a certain supplement, get a certain Mm -hmm. treatment every day or eat a certain way. And it's really beautiful that food can be so healing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, and
0: you have fun with it because yeah. like, you get to do something that's so creative. And so, you just launched your new e- is to be calling it an e-book, e- e- right?
1: <laughs> I guess. Like, yes. I have I have called it so many things, but technically, yes, because it's okay. an e-book that you can it's get online on, on the
0: internet. But yeah, why is it
1: like e-book
0: and not like iBook? I don't know. It should this be is one of my like dumb yeah. thoughts that I'm having, but. Tell everyone about your new book and your new thing. Fi- like, cause you're making muffins and you're making these delicious yeah. treats. I have to try them, but I, I need to try some of the I'll recipes. Um, but you're making them SOS free. And you have, do you have you realized or connected with other people in your community, like through Instagram and blogging that eat a similar way? And what has it been like opening up about this? And has it, has definitely, I'm sure, like grown your audience in the sense where other people who might have lime might need SOS probably hear about you because right. I don't know of anyone else that is openly speaking about well, this. Yeah.
1: So what I will say about that is that SOS free is not something that a lot of people know about because um so at True North where they teach about it, there are not a lot of young people going there. Hardly any. Um Definitely no wellness bloggers like I was a fish out of water and it was I love it there. The people are so kind. It's a different world than the worlds that we're used to mm-hmm. where everybody knows about paleo and keto and vegan and raw vegan, but SOS free. Nobody knows about um truly. And I had heard about it in my years of being interested in the plant-based world because there's definitely a sector of people who talk about it. Um it's a very healing way to live. But one of my goals when I learned about it and when I saw the way that it healed me and then countless people who I met at True North, people who have, you know, they heal in all sorts of ways from cancer, from other things, but eating this way is what has kept them in remission. So learning all those stories, I have been so inspired to basically modernize and more mainstream SOS-free. Because when I started talking about it on Instagram, and probably still to this day, most people don't know what it is and they haven't heard of it. They're probably like, same um, old
0: shit, Sa- save our ship, same old shit. Literally, yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's like,
0: no, this is salt,
1: oil, sugar-free, and you don't have to be an old, sick person to eat this way. You can be a young, healthy person mm-hmm. or you can be a young, healing person or whatever it is. Um, and it's delicious and it's amazing it tastes good so um basically learning about it and then incorporating it into my blog and instagram definitely was not you know i didn't know how it would go over to be honest because if people don't have to eat this way i'm not sure how curious they are about it mm-hmm. but because i have had so many people start following me over the years who have Lyme and who have lupus and fibromyalgia, arthritis, chronic illnesses of all kind. It's been pretty incredible to introduce people yeah. to this lifestyle. So here and there, some people would start trying it and they would share with me their amazing healing stories from eating SOS free. And hearing that like hearing anything about changing someone's life is the best feeling in the world. But hearing that in particular excited me so much because it just kept giving me the fuel to like, okay, I need to do, I need to do more with this. I need to, I know it's very niche, but I need to keep creating and keep, um, also keep showing people that if you eat this way, you don't have to just eat steamed vegetables with a plain salad. Mm -hmm. You can eat like chocolate chip muffins. You can eat these delicious like mac and cheese and all all different kinds of things. So I created the ebook and that has been the most exciting thing because when it launched, I did, I coached like a live group through the program of about 400 people. Oh and my God, Jordan. That's yeah, crazy. And they... You know, maybe half of those people were sick with chronic illness, and the other half were just curious about mm-hmm. eating more plant-based and detoxing. Because it's not just about the food; it's also about detox protocols that have helped me, like infrared sauna and coffee you enemas. Try,
0: you're the most open-minded person that I know. I'm like a guinea of, pig. You are. Like every time I talk to you, you're. Just, oh my god, the coffee enema! I forgot yeah, about that. So I go, coffee I don't know enemas, what that means. colonics.
1: So I write about all that in the ebook. It's like literally sticking something up your butt and increasing the bile <laughs> flow and it, it's so cleansing for the liver i mean i could talk on and on about coffee yeah. so people who purchased detox your life they were either interested in the detox protocols or mm-hmm. the recipes or healing healing and um We just had our final live call yesterday. So like a group call where I got to hear so many beautiful stories of people healing, like person after person after person. Like I don't get bloated anymore. This is the first time in my life I've had energy. This is the first time in two years I've been able to get out of bed and do yoga. Like my mood is restored. All these things. Um, Nothing has ever been so fulfilling and I'm so excited about it. So that, it was very fun to do the live group. I definitely want to figure out doing it again, even though for me, I have to be honest, it was so much energy. And I was telling the group last night, like, while you guys have been healing, I've been like going off the rails because (laughs) when you're focusing on other people and not yourself, that's what happens sometimes. Um, However, the ebook is available now just for people to do on their own, they can do the 22 day detox, or they can just have fun with the recipes Mm -hmm. and learn about the protocols and food combining and these things that have Well, it's so nice to have
0: a resource like that for anyone who's like in a similar situation to you and like might be like looking for recipes and things to make. Because when I had seen you in New York, I was going to bring you something. And a lot of the time I try and not bake with sugar for Ezra's things, like, while I can. Like, if it's a little maple syrup and coconut sugar, I don't care. But I want to try and keep his, like, palate – he's one years old. Like, he doesn't need, like, excess amounts of sugar. And I, like, do banana-sweetened things. So I – he had eaten all of his, like, banana-sweetened, like, grain-free things. I wanted to bring you something – and then you were telling me about the book I'm like no I have to make one of your
1: recipes so I can yes. experience some of that I would love to see you make one of the recipes because oh, your food is so beautiful and you
0: Thank would you. you would make it I so want to make your muffins now does They're so good. Jonathan eat SOS free too or just like at home with you?
1: So he eats largely SOS free because okay. Because I cook for us and, and it's he really easier. likes it. But he – so he went completely vegan this year, which he has been did. really exciting. <gasps> Jonathan, I didn't know that. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun with it. But he will eat like – there's this brand of sausages that he loves. No okay. evil sausage. It's this vegan sausage. Super salty, super oily, but he's obsessed okay. with it. He eats like – We'll make these siate quesadillas with this vegan cheese that's pretty mm-hmm. salty, pretty oily. He'll eat that like every night. So he kind of does his own thing. But he, like I said, has become super sensitive to salt as well. Um, but he can afford to be more lax because yeah. he hasn't had a health problem in exactly. his
0: Yeah, like he'll just wake up the next day and like drink mm-hmm. some water. Like similar to like what I can do. Like this morning I woke up, my hives were gone. I drank water and like moved on. Exactly. But not everyone's in like a similar health position to that which like i definitely recognize yeah um now you are also super super close with your mom and dad yeah so for those of you who don't know jordan's mom and dad live above you right now like yeah. p- half the time right yeah so jordan's from
1: sacramento and then you how long have you been in la now like six seven well years? 10 years minus when i lived in new york, york. so because i went to college here and then i lived in new york for a year and then i've been back here for six years oh my gosh yeah i mean it almost sounds wrong but I think it is. And yeah, it has to be around five six years. Five and a half, yeah. perhaps. It has flown because I feel like I was just living in New York and yesterday. And you've always lived in
0: Brentwood, right?
1: I've always lived in Brentwood. I mean, when I went to college, I lived in Westchester, which is like Marina Del Rey There's area. a Westchester and, L- and L- yeah. area? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my God, That's funny. I didn't that's realize that. That's where Loyola Marymount University is. Um, oh, So my it's gosh. like this – basically like this old people neighborhood right behind yeah. LMU, but – it's gotten so trendy around there because Marina Del Rey, Playa Del Rey, Playa Vista, mm-hmm. that was nothing when I was in college. There was nothing there. Yeah. And now there's everything. They have like everything that you oh, can man, imagine. So Whole Foods, Orange Theory, everything. But yeah, so my parents, they moved here part-time when I got sick um, to help me out and They'd been thinking about getting a place here for so long. Like a permanent place? Um, They had been thinking about getting an apartment here okay. for years. But I don't think it ever would have happened if I didn't get sick. Because my dad is very tied to Sacramento. Both of my parents grew up there. Um, oh, okay. Born and raised. And he is like a workaholic. And he still works. So I don't think he would have like pulled the trigger on getting a place here. But when I got sick... And the building that we live in now was being built and it was about to be available for rent. And it's this beautiful building um, in Brentwood. My mom and I, my mom was like, okay, you're getting a place in there and we're getting a place in there. And she called my dad, like we're renting a place in LA because- and we had, are
0: gonna stay with you or in a hotel well, every yeah. time. Well, yeah,
1: and we had just left the doctor's appointment, super overwhelming where it was so clear, I'm gonna need like full-time help, mm-hmm. whether that be from my husband who has a life. Yeah. Um, at the time, he, we weren't even engaged. um, My parents or like- People have to hire, people with Lyme sometimes have to hire like a full-time caretaker, a health advocate caretaker, depending on how independent you're able to be, but I was pretty down for the count especially when i started treatment because yeah you're just you have nothing to give and there's also
0: no one more that you want there than like your family yeah that that was the main thing Mm -hmm. yeah
1: so we have so much fun they're here for like two weeks every month and then they go home to sacramento and they take like all your pictures yeah (laughs) they take all my pictures both of my parents are very involved with the balance bond and I wouldn't have it any other way. It's like, yeah, I trust I them. That. It reminds me so much of
0: my family and I. I know. Because like my parents were here with me in LA. This is like, yeah. I think our fourth like annual trip together besides last year when I had just given birth so I couldn't come. But like mm-hmm. are always around this time of year we come. Yeah,
1: it's Which is best. so
0: nice. I know, very fortunate that we have them.
1: I know, I love your parents.
0: Um, I have a couple of like the, questions that I asked towards the end and one of them I'm so excited for your answer I'm so excited that I almost want to start with it instead of my usual like they're not fireball they're just like I keep calling them fireball but they're just fun questions that you know people can share their their go-tos so what was your fast food order growing up and at what chain this is amazing it's the best question ever i got dr will cole and like everyone just like kelly everyone to share oh their my answers. god i have
1: to listen to those okay so mcdonald's okay. was my go-to after gymnastics like twice a week and i would get a quarter pounder burger with fries and sometimes a milkshake vanilla or always chocolate, chocolate. Mm-hmm. love it i went to mcdonald's All the time. Really? We were a Burger King family.
0: Oh, I hated Burger King. So my brother, I would eat any fast food. Like you put it in front of me, like I would eat it. But my brother only liked Burger King because he liked their fries.
1: Oh, how funny. But
0: recently, I've been really wanting to try Chick-fil-A and I've never had it.
1: People (laughs) rave about (laughs) Chick-fil-A.
0: I know. And I'm like, Rachel, really? But I think one day I'm going to wait for Ezra when he wants, when he says like, Mommy, can I try a Chick-fil-A or something? That's when I'll like go ham. I'd rather wait for him. But I was actually talking about it with my parents on the way here. They're like, you want to try Chick-fil-A? Yes, I think I need to experience this before I die. Like at some point I need to try it. That
1: is hilarious.
0: <laughs> the next question is, what is one wellnessy trend that you buy
1: into and why? Oh. Um Yeah, you have to
0: pick one. It's a hard one for I you. I know.
1: It is cuz what do I not do? Um I would probably have to say infrared sauna given that I have one in my home and I sit in it as often as I can. Used to be every day when I was really full-time healing. Now it's every few days cuz mm-hmm. you have to be prepared to get very sweaty and then probably take a shower. <laughs> and then you have to Definitely wash take your a hair. Shower. Yeah. Um but I'm such a fan of the benefits that it provides, especially for people with chronic illness because we have so many toxins that we need to get out that mm-hmm. are being shaken up all the time from these Lyme treatments that I do. So there's only a couple ways to get them out, sweating, pooping, and... um. Why am I forgetting whatever else it would be? Sweating, pooping. Those are two of my favorite things. Um, I don't know. There's one other way, but I'm feeling a bit of brain fog. That's but anyways, okay. it's an important way. So <laughs> I love... I wrote the Google it to get back to yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. It's probably going to come to me in a second. Those are two of the biggest ways for sure. And yeah. and for fun. I want to go
0: back to what I really liked. It. It's something I could definitely do like a couple times a month. I just felt very light after, which is very yeah. interesting. I never feel that way from doing much
1: such a good feeling
0: what is one wellnessy trend that drives you crazy that you can't stand people oh wow talking
1: about it's okay if i do it Uh, ah what's one that drives you crazy i'm i need some inspiration
0: no because i think you do it it's no celery juice
1: oh okay okay i get it um i get it kelly lebeck said
0: kombucha and i was drinking kombucha so it's fine
1: yeah okay kombucha doesn't drive me crazy but i don't personally drink kombucha what drives me crazy? And you're like, guys,
0: this doesn't probably doesn't work. Like, why are you doing it?
1: I mean, this doesn't drive me crazy, but oat milk is like such a popular thing now. People yeah. get oat milk in their matcha, in their lattes, in everything. And my personal belief is that oat milk is not actually good for us. I mean, if you make it yourself, totally fine. Yeah. But all the brands on the market have canola oil and they have other additives and salt and things because I've wanted to Even get into it. a lot of it. nut milks too, um, in general, which totally. I'm sure you see. A yeah. Lot of, like, so that, that would be one thing. Probably just, and it's fine if people drink oat milk, but I don't like when people drink oat milk and then try to act like it's the healthiest alternative no, that's not. ever existed because that's definitely not true. But I could probably think of more things that actually drive me crazy. I mean- So like sharing on Instagram, you know, the way that um, I feel like I can just read into things when people are not being genuine, that drives me crazy. And I know that that's not like a wellness trend, but I have such a sensitive energy for things. And when people are not being themselves or they're not being genuine or they're talking about something in a really fake way. That will kill me. I'm just like, oh my god, I can't look at this anymore. It makes me feel weird. I think that's like
0: could be a wellnessy trend though, technically, because Instagram quote has like such a wellness aspect to it that sometimes people share things that they shouldn't be sharing.
1: Yeah, like totally, yeah, totally. And I've probably done that too, but I mean, everyone
0: does at some point. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, the next one is.
0: I think I know your answer. Uh, if you weren't having this as your full time career path, what
1: would you want to do? Oh, okay, so I would write novels for sure, mm-hmm. write fiction, which I still fully plan on doing.
0: You and Liz it, Moody should just like I know. go somewhere together.
1: <laughs> we should. Liz, if you're listening to this, seriously, because I think about I think about it all the time and I think about her and what she told me on my podcast, which was like was the specific novels and also like essays that she wants to write. I need more inspiration to actually just spend my time doing that mm-hmm. so if her and I did that to like went somewhere together that'd you be should. amazing and then the other thing I always thought I was gonna do was be a kindergarten teacher oh my gosh I didn't know that yeah because so when I grew up and I went to country day very tiny school mm-hmm. which is pre-k through 12th from basically sixth grade on I worked in the pre-k every day for like an hour and a half. And these kids became my everything. So like the kids that that I started with are in college now. Oh my God. And I can imagine now what it would be like to be a kindergarten teacher or a preschool teacher. And you see your kids become adults. And it was the highlight of my every day. These kids were my everything. Um, And I love them to this day. And when I go back to country day and I've like spoken there and and talked about my entrepreneurial journey, Mm -hmm. these kids who I assisted their teacher in pre-K were like high school seniors applying to college and they're like, do you remember me? I'm like, no, no. Do you remember me? Because I will never forget anything about any of you. So I always think I would have loved that. Um,
0: Wait till you are a mom.
1: I know. I was just going to say. So like. I can't wait to be a mom.
0: Yeah, that's definitely like watching all their milestones and growing is so, yeah. so, so beautiful. And I'm only a year in, so I really don't know too much else. Yeah. And then the last question is it's your last day on earth. What are you eating from breakfast through
1: dessert? Ooh, okay. My last day on earth. Mm-hmm.
0: I've had people travel to different countries to, like, answer this question. Okay, so... You can go to Bali. I would Bali. go to Bali
1: because <laughs> that's where all my favorite food is. I would probably start with a smoothie bowl at this place called Alchemy in Bali. Oh, I would um, see you post about that when you're there. Yeah, with, like, a delicious, like, chocolatey smoothie bowl with fruit and granola and, like, almond butter and all the delicious things coffee because I love coffee some kind of delicious latte and then for lunch I all of this would be in Bali it's easy I would then have like (laughs) my favorite salad for lunch with these like flax crackers that come with it and like cashew dressing so good I would be eating a lot of raw chocolate all throughout the day my favorite thing dinner um I love like mashed potatoes and that kind of thing. So uh, I probably have like a big kale salad with a side of mashed potatoes with lemon. <laughs> um, and do you guys make mashed potatoes? Yeah, I love mashed potatoes. Do I you have eat, a mashed I potato recipe in your book? No, I should, right, but month. I just eat tons of potatoes like yeah, all the time. I love potatoes. Um potatoes. And then dessert would definitely be this raw Snickers pie that I have to the recipes it. in the book, but also from that same place in Bali called Alchemy. That's where I got the inspiration. It's so good. I love it. Anything peanuts is just my
0: favorite. Me too. I love
1: it so much. Well, Jordan, tell everyone where they could follow you. You guys can find me on The Balance Blonde on Instagram, thebalanceblonde.com. Is my blog where you can find the links to the ebook slash whatever we call it um waking back up to your soul my spiritual course is is on there now too you can oh find gosh. everything on my website we didn't even
0: touch about your spirituality oh That's yeah round two i had so many, i had, i want to talk about your wedding there's so many things we'll
1: have to do a part two yeah actually part two we can either do it here or we can do it on the Balance Bond podcast, and then yeah. we can just keep the conversation going oh, like I love this. That. That's, I um, love that. But we have a lot of questions for you too. So no, okay. we'll have to see. i while we're talking about myself, <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Well, thank you for and having soul me. And Soul on Fire
0: podcast.
1: Yeah, you know? <laughs> Soul on Fire podcast. I mean, the Balance Bond slash Soul on Fire. Of course, it has two names. Like, Yes, yeah, Liz true. literally asked me, "What do you, what do you want me to call this podcast?" Liz
0: asked the hardest questions. I know, I know. No, she
1: did, but I mean, even before the episode came out, she's like, "Should I refer to your podcast as Soul on Fire?" Oh, I call or Soul on Fire. Soul on Fire for sure. So yeah, love podcasting. Oh, yeah. Rachel's been on three or Too four times. times. I know. Soon to be a fifth. I know. I'm excited. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you.